uh, I think fast fashion it's uh, not meant to be here in the fashion, in, in the industry because it's creating a lot of damage. damage, damage, damage. Welcome to Idea Mix Radio. I'm Sam Jayanti, and every week I chat with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, career changers, experts, and enthusiasts for insider tips that you can apply to turn your idea into a business. So sit back and enjoy today's show. How do you build a career as a stylist in fashion and media, and what does it entail? Kawa H. Poor is a highly acknowledged international fashion stylist and the founder of Art Factory Studio. He pushes the boundaries tastefully to break the stale atmosphere around fashion and photography. Throughout his professional career, Kawa H. Poor has worked with too many leading global brands and magazines to mention. Kawa, it's a pleasure to have you on Idea Mix Radio today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So, Kawa, tell us what is Art Factory Studio? Um, Art Factory Studio is a result of uh, my 20 years of the experience in the fashion uh, and art industry. So um, working in fashion industry and constantly facing um, obstacles to be solved very quickly and sort of have a comprehensive solution for everything, uh, I come with the idea of creating an agency that looking after our clients' need with a full solution. So Art Factory is a creative studio providing our client with an A to Z solution with a one-point communication. That's what Art Factory is. And the types of things that you're producing for clients range from photography to even short ad films, things like of that kind? True. That's... Um, um, the difference between Art Factory and, uh, let's say, majority of the existing uh, agencies and companies is that we do not look into just produce uh, content or uh, rent out manpower. We're trying to uh, make research about who are our clients, what do they need, do they really need what we give them, and what what do we do to help their business to grow. That's uh, the um, core of uh, Art Factory, because we also pr- uh, believe that um, wrong services, providing wrong services to clients that they don't need that, uh, might affect the brands and the clients massively financially, and also put them on the wrong direction in terms of branding and positioning. So for that reason, we do a lot of this kind of research before we uh, providing our clients with any type of strategy for solution and such. I love that you're thinking a step ahead of your clients. I think this is really important because um, clients are only as good as we can um, uh, showcase them. So that's why it's also extremely important for us to showcase the clients as they are and as they deserve to be showcased and highlighted. Yeah. Such a good point. The rise in fast fashion in the industry has meant, Kawa, that clothes are marketed as temporary and replaceable. And the annual value of clothes discarded prematurely is now more than $400 billion. In an interview with Fashionella in 2016, you said 
that fast fashion is as dangerous as fast food for the industry because it damages the art and integrity that lies behind fashion. Tell us a little bit more about that. Thank you so much for bringing this up. I um, really believe so, and I really stand for what I'm what I said uh, earlier. Uh, I think fast fashion it's uh, not meant to be here in the fashion, in in the industry because it's creating a lot of damage and the damage is not only for the brands um and letting them to settle wood quantity and not quality but also it's damaging the creative community in what sense i mean uh the fast fashion means um clearly quantity before quality and that means also if you uh would need a high quantity of uh, and high volume of uh, content creation then you need a lot of people to produce that for you so meaning uh quality uh automatically becomes secondary and that's uh, do not give enough time for the next generation to be developed meaning that they are jumping into uh, projects jobs and positions that they cannot handle which damaged them in what sense they it's damaging them i mean uh, not only uh, financially and artistically but also uh, psychologically it will damage them because they will get wrong perspective of what fashion and art and culture industry is about and this is extremely um harmful for our industry and also i think this is absolutely going against those ideas that we have about sustainability healthy growth and all of that um so in the market that we operating in uh, in middle east uh, majority of clients are actually working uh, with a supply of uh, fast fashion rather than um sustainable long term thinking about uh, fashion and culture production in general and this is creating a situation where you constantly rely on uh, importing services not uh, incubating or developing um, the the young generation the youth and the uh, um, talents that are locally um, placed in in middle east in in my case then and this uh, automatically uh, creates some sort of um, uh situation where the market goes more and more towards a, a as i call it a wild west meaning anyone who comes in for a short period of time uh grabs some projects and mm, there is no thought of sustainability no thoughts of a long term relationship because people who run in and do projects and just leave um they don't care so much about the industries and this is uh, one of the um, side effects of uh, fast fashion yeah i i absolutely agree with you you know another um podcast guest that we've had in the past who was working in saudi to really create a domestic industry around um all of the creative businesses in in art and fashion and design um was very concerned about this and i think it's it's turning more and more into a concern globally and yet you know the consumer seems to continue to buy from these fast fashion companies do you think that that awareness of 
the unsustainable practices that are inherent in fast fashion, do you think consumers are beginning to develop an awareness of that and are going to more and more start to vote with their feet in the sense of not buying as many of these disposable products? I think uh, this is another very, very good question, Sam. I think um, what I talked about mostly, it, it was about the, uh, the production of uh, visuals. However, when we're getting into uh, to discuss the uh, consumption of the actual uh, wearable fashion, uh, we're facing a lot of other difficulties uh, because the, this fast fashion industry is uh, uh, literally killing us by uh, shaping our mindset, shape, shaping our behaviors and our way of our sp spending our money. Meaning, literally, people are buying uh, clothes for occasions, for parties, and then they throw them away, which is, this is uh, uh, not at all sustainable. So, to answering your question, I think, um, yes, people are aware. However, I think uh, one part of it is because it's a trend. It's a trend to talk about sustainability. It's a trend to talk about um, organic growth and such things, but I think that we in the industry, we haven't really done our homework and we do not take this responsibility uh, fully seriously because I think we should educate the society because we are the elite of this industry. If we do not educate the society, then the society will not know. So that's mean, meaning also that majority of our uh, friends and uh, partners in the, in the fashion industry they just let go and accept whatever it is and then, then they call this for adapting to the circumstances, which means um, that's uh, going against everything what fashion and art has because art and fashion is in, in, in the uh, root of it, it's rebellious, meaning you have to go against uh, anything that you don't feel it's right rather than adapted. So I totally that reason, agree with you. I think we have to take this responsibility to educate people that how to be and step by step, the big companies will follow that direction. Um, I guarantee you, this is how uh, we have seen different industries has been operating. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's, it's so interesting that you mentioned art and fashion. You know, I, you've said in the past, and I happen to agree, that fashion is one of the most poorly understood art forms. Can you explain that for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, this is another thing that I also I stand for. <laughs> um, because I think that uh, fa fashion, it's such a uh, misunderstood art shape and art form because... Um, what people will think fashion is about, it's liking clothes, which is uh, far away from what fashion is, actually. Fashion is an art form, it's an art shape, it's, a, it's communication. Uh, so it's a lot of different segments falling into uh, what fashion is about. And I think the reason of um, this misunderstanding has been um supported by different industries is because it's somehow benefiting the system as well benefiting a system where uh, it becomes much more easier to manipulate people by 
uh, have controlled uh, consumption behaviors and also at the same time it's much much easier to promote fashion as a must have or a, a visual thing only not not uh, the real uh, meaning of what fashion is about uh, and how it's gonna how it's translated what we trying to say with fashion the way we are dressing the way we are creating the way we are gathering and socializing around the same group of people because we are like-minded people and uh, this is something that again i think in my opinion it comes back to uh, not taking this uh, massive responsibility of communicating right messages with, uh, with tools such as fashion trend art whatever it is we are you're talking about um, and then this misunderstanding is uh, a fact Yes, I, I absolutely agree. I think fashion is in the end a vehicle for intellectual and artistic engagement and that, that often gets lost in the sort of profit objectives of the industry. Let's take a quick break. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Kawa, you have a super varied and multicultural background in which you emigrated from Iran to Iraq eventually to Sweden, where you spent many of your very formative years. You worked in construction while pursuing an art degree and eventually a fashion degree. Tell us about how that experience has been such a critical component of who you are and the work that you do. Um, I think as any uh, refugee leaving um, uh, home country, you feeling very strong if you are if your minds are uh, mind is connected then you it will makes you very strong because um, the ruthless rootlessness uh, makes you to feel home regardless where you are and where you go everywhere is your home and this is exactly how I feel so when I immigrated from Iran in the age of 10 to Iraq Right before the revolution in Iraq, uh, if we call it revolution, but in the Kurdish department, because I'm, I'm uh, Kurdish from Iran, immigrated from the Kurdish uh, Kurdistan in Iran to Iraq uh, because, because of some political issues. And uh, once we arrived to Iraq and settled in Iraq, then a revolution happened over there as well. So we had to uh, sort of uh, leave the country. So with the help of United Nations, we managed to um, 
moved to Sweden in 19, July 1693. And ever since, I have been constantly working on uh, trying to identify uh, who I am and how I can um, help people in the same position to not feeling that they are left behind because this is also, there is a uh, beauty in being a refugee, as I mentioned, especially for us uh, minority people such as Kurdish, Palestinian or Chechenian or people who do not have a country, uh, you can at the same time uh, feel blessed and feel like everywhere is your home country. Uh, so this has, of course, uh, affecting uh, a lot of people negatively around me. So I wanted to really turn this to something positive. And lately, with the help of meditation, yoga, and uh, understanding who I am and where I stand and what I want have made me very strong. And uh, I um, feel very uh, confident in reaching out to people who need help in this position and help them with that as well. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. And I love that you've taken a very positive view of all the places that you're from and all the experiences that, that you've gone through, which, which were tough at moments, I imagine. Um, but the fact that you're also giving back to help others who are going through this situation, and there are many, as you said, um, while also developing an understanding through yoga and meditation and other means in terms of who you are and how you feel about your identity. Um, that's, uh, it's super important for everyone, I think, as individuals. Kawa, initially your business was really you. And at some point you realized you couldn't do everything yourself. You hired a few assistants and eventually you transitioned to build out a team to become a full service creative agency. Tell us about that transition. You know, it's something I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. Sort of what is the point at which you make your first few hires so that you're not running around trying to do everything yourself? And then also, when do you sort of take the next step of expansion to, to really develop into a more full service business? Um, I think uh, it's very important to understand uh, that there are two ways of uh, growing a business. Uh, growing a business uh, for financial purposes is called investment. This is a financial investment you do, and the more money you put in, the more money you get. This is uh, uh, the best of the worlds. You can also lose it, of course, but regardless. And there is another way. Uh, which is my case. Um, I never got into this industry for money. However, of course, m making money, it gives you opportunity and uh, make your businesses uh, go stronger. So uh, when I started uh, to even start a company, I uh, reflected over my, my life and my career, of course, where... Um, sort of connecting the dots. So what I did is like uh, looking back to um, my first years in Sweden when I arrived and I couldn't even finish school because I had to, before um, applying to college, because I had to learn the language and stuff like that. So I had really two choices, which is one was uh, to um, 
stay another year and wait and see if I can apply again for uh, programs that I wanted or study construction. So I didn't want to lose the time and I jump on and study construction. When I came back home and my parents asked me, so what happened? What did you choose? I said, um, I choose architecture because in, I thought that this, this will convince them to, uh, that's fine, I, I made a good choice. Making a long story short, uh, after a few years, I, this, I, I, after a few, a few weeks, I knew that it was not for me. So I started looking around, how, how can I convince myself, convince my parents that I am not uh, wasting my time. So that's how I found out a few courses in uh, drawing, painting, um, tailoring and stuff like that. And every evening I would go for those courses and uh, learn a lot about such things until I, I applied for the design school and fashion school and so on and built myself a educational platform to stand on. And from there, I started to um, start a company in Sweden. And everybody who know who are familiar with Sweden knows Sweden, starting a company in Sweden is very complicated in terms of it's very structured. You need to have full control over uh, all incomes and uh, expenses and taxes and so on. So, um, me uh, working alone. And working in construction at days and work and running a fashion industry uh, company in, in at nights and weekends, it was really difficult for me to struggle. So what I did, I uh, reached out to uh, students that were in my position where I was a student and I knew that they will not get any chances because uh, of many reasons. So I hired them. I hired four of them to assist me and manage things for me while I was working in construction to bring money because the first year of fashion industry sadly uh, don't provide you any money. Absolutely. Uh, so juggling between the two different jobs, um, I managed to step by step uh, um, resign from my construction employment and start my own uh, construction company where I hired my two brothers and a few friends from the company and we work on that until I um, decided to uh, leave everything to my brothers, uh, just sign it to them and leave that and focus 100% on the fashion industry. And this is where I dis discovered that uh, I need support. And I always been uh, sort of support, uh, supporting uh, a Supporting force. others, and you actually needed support for exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And what I what I did, so I, I um, uh, worked closely with my team. And uh, actually, what I did was the minute I uh, I uh, signed a construction company to my brothers, I bought a car, put my photographer and my assistant, and drove all the way from Stockholm to Paris because that's where I wanted to start my career and build up my name, my portfolio. Because in Sweden, all doors was closed knocking doors, even offering, working for free. No one accepted that for whatever reason. We're not going to get into that. So when I went to Paris with my team, a lot of more doors were open. So I started from there and then moved to London and New York and so on. And that's how I step-by-step step built this up. So in terms of the entrepreneurship in that, that um, uh, movement was that I wanted to create uh, a balance between 
uh, my artistic work and my commercial work because I the artistic work will definitely feed me. It was fine for me, but also I had four people to feed. So I find a balance between that. And in 2015, I decided to move my business down to Dubai. And here I started a company and uh, step by step gathering all the elements that I have been experienced during the, those years and managed to create this, uh, what today is Art Factory from the beginning was only a service to provide me with, uh, uh, for my projects. So many bumps along the road, but at each point you overcame them. I love that. Let's take a quick break. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Kawa, I want to come back to the way that you grew and scaled your business. What do you feel has been the most effective method of growing the business? Um, I don't want to be cliche, but you have to believe in yourself That's the, and believe in what you do. That's crucial. And most importantly, uh, you need to love what you do. Like me, I still, after 20 years, trust me, I work sometimes 20 hours without feeling bored. And I wish that day were longer and night were longer so I could work more. Because I love what I'm doing and I see that also this, uh, my hard work, it's uh, uh, creating opportunities for other people around me. So if you don't love what you do and you don't believe in in what you do, uh, it's it will be definitely very, very difficult uh, to survive in such hard climate as fashion industry in general. Yeah. And how have you, how have clients found you? How have you found more clients? How has that happened? So I think that um, uh, I always say that I'm from the Facebook generation, meaning when I left Sweden for Paris, I didn't just uh, jump in my car and drive for 24 hours in row to Paris. So what I did is like, I create a lot of great networks through Facebook. This is way before Instagram and such. And when I arrived to Paris, I already knew a lot of people. A lot of people knew me and we network. Uh, people from all over the world came to Paris and we work that way. So meaning uh, the good repetition that I managed to build in a very early stage uh, in combination with, of course, uh, the quality that I delivered in my, in my work, it made a name. And of course, still, if you ask around what people think about me as a person, not as Art Factory, 
uh, kindness. I, I'm I'm very kind, very gener- generous with uh, everything, and I care about people. I see people as human, not as products or uh, as a job, a colleague or whatever other people see. I think this is also have been. Uh, helping me a lot to get a lot of clients, a lot of clients, uh, repetitive clients who are coming back. Clients have been requesting me all over the world. I've been flying, I have the pleasure to fly all over the world to do exactly what I love. So that's, I think, um, everything comes back to exactly what we discussed from the very beginning, quality before quantity. I never wanted to just give them two more looks or two more pictures or another video just because always deliver top-notch quality and clients will come back. That is certainly the case. You've now been in the creative business for over 18 years. Tell us a little bit about how you feel the product cycle and consumer behavior has evolved during that time. Um, This is actually uh, one of the most interesting questions right now because everybody's keep talking about uh, changes, and uh, the uh, transformation of the industry and so on. So this is, a, uh, at the same time, it's also a very confused matter because a lot of people, uh, from the beginning, I thought that the, uh, finally people uh, brought the topic up and talk about it. But also I, I, I uh, very early discovered that this is also just a trend of just throwing out words. And sadly, um, a lot of people in, in our industry not living as they preach. So I think the cost, customer behavior have been absolutely changed and suddenly to the negative, from quality to quantity, from slow fashion and appreciation for art to um, fast fashion to working under very, very uncomfortable circumstances and all of that. So for me and for my company and for my uh, uh, very talented and dedicated team. We constantly try to work against that. We're building a wall, uh, refusing working under uh, uncomfortable circumstances, which is stress, which is not knowing what you want before you start a project or uh, ordering wrong services and then blaming uh, on companies that uh, did, that product didn't work. So. That's the change of the customer behavior. For 20 years ago, when I was still uh, in Sweden working uh, as assistants and work with the uh, elite of Stockholm, uh, things were totally different. Well, for one photo shoot, we could have two weeks. We could have planning. We could have tests, uh, do tests of styling, hair, makeup. Nowadays, there are very, very few clients who are doing that. I just, uh, actually, just before jumping on this call, I had um, a conversation with one of my clients uh, from Bahrain that is one of the very few clients that working that way. We have a shooting uh, and we do tests. We do uh, all of that that we did in the old school way. And of course, this will uh, reflect the, the final outcome. So this uh, behavior of uh, not appreciating what um, people do and the art, of course, is reflecting uh, over the consumption as well. You see, even like, as I was mentioning earlier, people 
really going out to buy a full look for just an event or for a for a dinner and then they throw it away they never see it again and they keep keep on buying buying so this becomes a uh, sort of addiction behavior which is a very very bad and this it's is an illness it absolutely, absolutely is an illness but it's yeah. been facilitated by the industry to get people to buy more stuff yeah absolutely because uh, um there are not, um, again we don't take our responsibility we support that uh, indirectly and it also comes in in uh, in my in- industry as well like when uh, clients just uh, requesting shooting every day for for uh, i don't know for instagram for tiktok and stuff like that i tell them no don't do that try to make your uh, main campaign which is six pictures make them uh, recognizable show them in different uh, uh, shape and do instead of sh- uh, investing money in making a new shoot try to invest in an art director to play with your content that you already have so people can remember that people can see that people can also understand that you you working for sustainability not for just supporting the fast fashion so everything in this is a chain it's all linked uh, but somehow i think in, in in the society people missing the point somehow and again it comes back to us this is our um, fault because we in the elite we do not take this responsibility we think that it's enough if we hang someone on instagram what they did uh, or, or how they do when they behaving uh, in a certain way that's not the does that doesn't create any change in my opinion the change need to come from the root yeah i think uh, there's a lot of change and evolution and you know perhaps maybe the one good thing that comes out of the pandemic is it forces a reevaluation and actually prompts both consumers but equally companies to reassess and really change their behavior last question kawa where do you see yourself and your company 3 years from now um in dubai <laughs> That's good. You're staying. I think yeah, I think no, of course definitely I am here for staying. I I love Dubai and I think I love UAE in general. I think it's a it's a great place to be uh, and also I love what what is actually happening right now in the Middle East. I love how how many artists, creatives just uh, blooming every day and um I I see that we playing a very important role here. I see that we are as a leader in the market we we really holding this torch to uh lighten the dark and people follow it and people love it and we also love that. I think this is also very important for us because uh growing up in Sweden and have been working internationally I think that there is a huge misunderstanding about middle east in general and also the most importantly the the middle eastern females and ladies and women they are really really misunderstood uh, outside our uh, region because people uh, know nothing about uh, women and how many important and how many strong independent women are here who uh working in government working in massive companies they are amazing artists a lot of this kind of empowered uh, uh ladies are there and people do not know about them and when still when it make me sad when people need to illustrate a middle eastern woman they immediately 
think of uh, a lot of makeup uh, and uh, hijab and all of that. Sure, hijab is a something religious and it's a choice for everyone to have it or not have it. However, uh, that's do not limit the taste and the knowledge of the, the ladies who, who wear this, how, what do they know about art, fashion, culture, and our society. So I think I really love that um, fact that uh, we can highlight that and showcase that uh, mm, the knowledge of the Middle East is very uh, vague and uh, internationally, globally. And also, matter of fact, that uh, Middle East is the center of the civilization, has been the center of civilization, but it is yet, but a lot of people do not know about it uh, due to many uh, reasons. Could be political, could be religious, could be business, a lot of things. But I think it's time is now uh, to, uh, as also due to the, th let's say, thanks to uh, the pandemic, people are becoming much more local aware. And this is great because here we can really dive in to understand that we have a huge power here and we have a huge uh, source of uh, cultural status to show to the, to the world. Um, and that way also showing that there is no difference between people from Middle East uh, and anywhere in the world. We, uh, the level of education is high. The taste is there and uh, amazing artists are here. So um, I see my um, company, I see Art Factory to be a home for those homeless artists, a platform for people to really uh, um, step in and fight for art, for sustainability, for fashion, uh, for cultural movement, a cultural revolution, I would say. I love that. I think increasing awareness, you're, you're playing such a key role in that, as well as really educating both consumers as well as clients and companies. It's such a critical role that you're playing and you're giving back to the community effectively. Here's something else you should know. As consumers trend away from companies that rely on fast fashion, they could have a real impact on the main players in the business. According to a 2019 Nielsen poll, 73% of millennials are willing to pay more for a product that's sustainable. Thanks to Forbes and the World Research Institute for the data used in today's episode. Kawa, we love your story because your creative spirit has guided you through multiple industries and moves. You've always taken a positive view of all of these changes, and we can't wait to see what comes next for you. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you for having me. And it is a pleasure, definitely. Thanks for listening today. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please do review the show. We love hearing from you. So email us at info at or Instagram DM us. Our episode this week was produced by the incomparable Martin Milewski with music by the awesome Nashville-based singer-songwriter Doug Allen. You can learn more about Doug at DougAllenMusic.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.